0: have called us out of sin (laughs) for God so loved the world that he gave he gave and he keeps on giving, he gave his son, he gave gifts unto the church oh he keeps giving and giving and giving and giving oh Lord we love you tonight, we love you Jesus, we love you Jesus you are the greatest of the greatest oh thank you Lord, thank you Lord for nobody could ever love us like you have no one could ever show us love like you have and you continue to do so no one could ever forgive like you forgive no one could ever have such mercy on your people oh that it's new every morning greater than what anybody could ever do we thank you Lord Jesus oh we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor hallelujah hallelujah Thank you so much. Thank you so much, singers. We appreciate you. Oh, so very much. Just lift your hands and thank you. Thank you. Amen. It's by his love that you're here tonight. Oh, not by accident. Something that money could not purchase. Oh, but it was by his own precious blood that he has redeemed us, saved us, called us out. Oh, thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Jesus, for this gathering tonight. Oh, thank you for the gathering tonight. That, Lord, you have given us something to come together. To come together, Lord, in one mind and one accord. To share, to sing about, to hope about. Oh, we thank you, mighty Jesus. We thank you. Praise the Lamb of God. You may be seated if you can. Amen. I love the Wednesday night crowd. Let's give the Lord a good hand. Clap of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. One thing that I see that has changed. Amen. The time is a lot bigger. (laughs) Woo, hallelujah. I I said to someone, I said, well, I would have cut my message down, but I just couldn't see it. Well, amen. Somebody heard me. (laughs) Hallelujah. Brother Randy, somebody heard me. Glory to God, glory to God. I love preaching, amen, to the Wednesday night crowd. You know why? Because you act like a Sunday morning crowd. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. What a wonderful service we had. I know you had a great one uh, Sunday, and I wasn't here. I was ministering, but what a great service we had last Wednesday night. Man, the word of God was powerful, and the praying, amen, was glorious. I'll tell you what, God manifested his power, but I appreciate you in obeying the Lord. It does make a great difference. Praise unto God. If you have your Bible tonight, let us turn to 2 Timothy in chapter 2, and starting with verse 2. I want to speak on something that the Lord had really dropped in my heart, and the subject is, is a mentored life. The Lord laid this burden on my heart, And Sunday week ago, in fact, amen, the Lord began to give me this message before really Brother Randy asked me to preach uh, tonight. And and I remember the Sunday week ago message where one of our pastor's mentors was here and preached a wonderful message. And he talked about how this man had mentored him and how so much that uh, he appreciated his mentorship And then last Wednesday night when I was here, I looked up on the screen, and and I I might be getting this mixed up, but it said something about prayer and mentorship. You know, that we need to really know how to pray. We need to, uh, I, I mean, it's not just words. I mean, there are different aspects of prayer. There are different ways really to pray. And you know, if we have ever needed mentors, we're living in that time right now. We really are, we're living in that time right now. So, Second Timothy chapter two, verse two, Paul is talking to Timothy and he says, and the things that you have heard from me, among many witnesses, commit. Everybody say, commit. Amen, we have got to make a commitment if we're gonna do great things for God. He said, commit these, amen, to faithful men. Amen, because we know that unfaithful men, you know, they're not going to do anything with them. But to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also? Father, we love you tonight and we thank you for your amazing grace. We thank you for the love that you have showed us tonight. We thank you for the anointing. We thank you for the many ministries that is going on right now within this church. There is no doubt that Great and mighty things are being done in our kids and in our teenagers and young adults and in the classes, God, and hopefully in this very sanctuary tonight, Lord, as we are mentored, God. We love you and we praise you and we thank you for the anointing. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. There are many who are missing something special in their walk with God, and that is either or not ever having a mentor in your life, never having a real mentor in your life, or number two, becoming a mentor to somebody nearby. In the time that my wife needed a mentor, when she watched her mother, a man, just losing weight and finally had passed away with cancer, and, and my wife was around 13 or 14 years of age, there were mentors around her that stepped up. Amen. There, there were great people in the church. Amen. There was a lady called Mama Rock in the church that even later took her in. And uh, my wife had a job and everything. She started at work at the age of 16. And, uh, and she had great mentors around her. And because of those great mentors, she was very faithful to church, faithful to God. And amen. the first time that I saw her when I was preaching, Uh, for her church that weekend as a full-time evangelist. I saw her in the choir, and as I uh, asked the pastor afterward, I said, who is that girl? And he told me, and I said, well, how faithful is she to church? And said, oh, she she works all the time in the church. She's a leader in the church. She's a singer in the church. She's a teacher in the church. And she gives a lot to missions and, and on and on and on. Amen. And you know what? That didn't come by accident. I know that she had a hunger and a desire for God, but it was also because she was raised in the right way when there was the absence of others. And and so let me tell you what is a mentor. And I'm going to read just a little bit, but please listen. Mentoring is a dynamic, intentional relationship of trust in which one person, the mentor, enables another, the mentee, by sharing their God-giving experience and resources to maximize. Now, everybody say maximize, because God is in the maximizing business to maximize your faith, to maximize your ministry, to maximize your knowledge and how to achieve this goal that God would have us to have, but to maximize the grace of God, amen, in their life. So we need to maximize. A lot of people are minimized because they've never had a real mentor. Or there is someone in the church that has not really, amen, stood up and really, amen, cared for kids like they should. Amen. In the last church I pastored, there's a lady there that mentored many kids down the block. Amen, that that came close to them, that helped them, that saw the troubles and the trials that they were going through. And regardless of them coming to church or not, she was a mentor on that block. Mentoring is a brain, is a brain to pick. Amen, is an ear to listen. Amen, it really is. Amen, it's a brain to pick, an ear to listen, and a push in the right direction. Amen, a mentor is someone who sees more talent and ability within you than you see within yourself and helps bring it out of you. A good mentor inspires you, pushes you, opens doors, expands your horizons, equips you with the tools and confidence to reach your potential and even sometimes corrects you. (laughs) Oh man, I've had some great mentors and one of the mentors that I met one time as I was preaching for him in in Memphis, Tennessee. He had a great church, had a great school. There were businessmen that called him. He had such a fine mind in building things. He had an engineering degree. I mean, he was well known within the city of Memphis. And there were some things after I preached for him that he said, Can I talk to you, son? And I said, Well, yes. Amen. But I really didn't let him talk to me. The things that he said that I really needed to improve in uh, to see God do more within my ministry, I counted it as an attack of the enemy, as an attack of the devil. And, And doesn't that happen so much? Amen, within our lives, when someone, I'm not talking about uh, nitpicky stuff. I'm not talking about someone that is picking on you or or trying to bring up some stuff or whatever. I'm talking about somebody that is just trying to help you, amen, in whatever, amen, that uh, you're endeavoring in. Without mentoring some of the world's greatest leaders, inventors, amen, and role models would not have reached their potential, amen, and changed their world. And I really had this laid upon my heart because if you're going to see your church even grow more, and that is God's will for it to happen, you have got to have mentors in the church. You have got to people that say yes. Amen. A lot of times we isolate, amen, the gift of God within us when God is wanting us to bring it out. So what is a mentee and what makes a good mentored one? A mentee is someone who is identified as a specific person or a personal or professional goal who believes that the guidance and help of a mentor and being held accountable to the mentor can help them achieve their goal. They will need to demonstrate commitment and initiative to their own career growth or development. They must possess a strong desire to expand organizational knowledge or skill base to show their dedication or to attend meetings on time, to being prepared and follow through on any effort to develop new schools of skills and knowledge that a good mentee is receptive to constructive criticism and feedback and uses them, amen, to improve themselves. And, and so when I was in Bible college, I, I, there was a guy that kind of hung around a few of us together and he was all the time bragging on his pastor, that was in uh, uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, the pastor uh, pastored uh, a church of several thousand people, built it even from the ground up. And all he talked about was his pastor, and that's fantastic. Amen. He wanted to be like his pastor. It was so sad, though, that he didn't live. He didn't listen close enough to his pastor. Amen. To work close enough really to the ministry that his pastor had birthed and brought up from the ground up. Amen, as he was working at a uh, church there in Dallas. Amen, there was uh, a good friend of mine, Dr. John Paul Gray, that was over the Christian education department and he was uh, one of my professors at the time and, and he would ask him to run across Dallas and mail this and do this And all he did was just, amen, just grumbled all the time. Amen, grumbled about doing this, grumbled about doing that. You see, what they were trying to see is, did he have a servant attitude? When asked to do something, even how menial it was, amen, would he be able to do it? Because if you want to be great for the kingdom, and if you want to have an effective ministry, you have got to have a servant spirit. Can you shout amen? Amen. And that's where all of you can be mentors. Amen, you can be mentors. I mean new people that are coming in new people that are getting saved, people that are coming from other churches and and joining the church, you can be that mentor by raising your hands, by the prayers that you pray, by how you give, by how you are faithful in the activities of the church. You can be a living mentor. But even the mentor, on the other hand, as a mentor, he listens to the mentee he or she can also gain new perspective challenging you to think beyond even what you know. Hello? And so a mentor is not somebody that knows it all. Amen. In fact, myself, I've been in the ministry over 40 years and I'm still seeking wisdom. I'm still driving, amen, to people, amen, that have done what I would like to do. And asking them, how did you do it? What did you go through? Amen, what were the pitfalls? Amen, how can I get around that? How can I accomplish what I need to accomplish? It's worthwhile the miles. It's worthwhile the time. It's worthwhile the listening. But you know what? Amen, there are so many times as I've pastored, I have learned from the young. I have learned from the children. I have learned from my, amen, from my teenagers what's going on in the real world and what they really need and what I need to say to them, what I need to learn about this world, amen, that I can help, amen, the youth or whoever I'm trying to help. So who are great examples of mentoring? God Almighty, (laughs) amen, we see it all through the Bible. God the Father, amen, even Jesus said, amen, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Amen, what a great example, amen, in prayer as he was. The word that he read, and we know that he laid down, amen, his glory ship, amen, took on human flesh, amen, to understand what we would be going through. But God Almighty, Jesus himself, amen. As I said, Jesus mentored as we see the 12. He ministered unto the 12. And we see also that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit also mentored, amen. The Bible says he is our helper, Amen. Sometimes the Bible says he helps us with our weaknesses. What we cannot totally accomplish, he comes and he abides with us. And he helps us to accomplish the accomplishable, uh, the things that we cannot see. He makes seen. He is one of the greatest tutors. He is one of the greatest ones. If we will just stay in the presence of God and not only pray the prayer, but if we will listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, he can be the greatest man mentor, to teach you, to help you, to help you with understanding. Paul said, man, I want you to be full of spiritual understanding. Oh, how we need that in these days. The Holy Spirit is a counselor. He will help you in every way. And then there are people as we see in the Bible that were led of God. Jethro, think about it. Jethro was a great mentor to Moses. When he saw that Moses was going to crash In his ministry, when he saw the frustration, when he was there early in the morning to wait late at night, amen, trying to help with all the problems that were going on, Jethro saw it and he mentored him. And thanks be unto God that he had that servant attitude and and that he, amen, humbled himself to his Father-in-law, and sometimes that's kind of hard, right? You're trying to be the man. You're trying to prove yourself, right? And, And you want to prove something to him, but, amen, Jethro said, you know what? You need some people to handle the lesser problems, and you just handle the bigger problems, amen. So, amen, what a mentor he was. God doesn't want your ministry to crash. He wants your ministry to flourish. And that is when you need to know when to say, I need somebody that's got a knowledge greater than myself. I need, amen, I, I, you need somebody, amen, that that might need a little bit more. Moses was a great mentor to Joshua. Joshua mentored the elders there in Israel. He set an example on how to train others. Samuel mentored Saul and David. David mentored his mentored his army commanders and government officials. Amen, Elijah. Amen, mentored Elisha, Mordecai, Esther, Jesus, the disciples, Barnabas, Paul. Paul, amen, to Timothy and John, Mark, Timothy, to all the faithful Christians that ministered. Are you looking at it? Nobody was successful by chance. It was because they had great mentors. And God wants you to be that mentor. He really does. Amen, no one has arrived with successes in their Christian life, amen, by their own. Amen, mentoring is not setting down someone and just telling them what to do. It's sharing by example, by surrender, by dedication with patience and love, amen, that they will never forget. Amen, mentor, you know my wife, I've seen her being one of the greatest mentors. Amen, mentors, As people mentored to her, she has mentored to others. Amen. Young kids in kids' ministries, teenagers. Amen. In all areas, she has been a mentor, especially to my kids. Why my kids are serving God today is because really she has been the closer because she has spent more time with them. They were the most joyful kids growing up. You know why? Because it came from my wife. Amen. There were times under the church load, Sometimes I didn't have the smile, amen, that I should have had, but my wife had it and I thank God for her. I had great grandparents as mentors. Amen, I saw the good, I saw a little bit of the bad, and thanks be to God we can miss the bad, but I saw as they struck out from Tennessee to California by faith, with all their furniture and their two kids and a dog, amen, to start a church in the San Francisco area, renting a a, a building to start a church without any help from the assemblies of God, amen, getting a job and and going by faith, and God bless them, not only once but twice and 30 times and even more than that, and and, and there's such a solidness to me, just their stories of faith, just what they overcome, amen, even though they're dead, their stories are not dead. We need something to outlive us. We need lives in the church that their actions, their love and everything will outlive even themselves and stay with people the rest of the days of their lives and hand it down to somebody else. Yes, I will always be grateful for my Sunday school teacher. Reverend James Paris, amen, I appreciate how your pastor lets others speak in this church. Amen, Brother Randy and so many more, including myself. Amen, Brother Paris did not have the opportunity to preach many times. If it would be one downfall, I think of my pastor at that time, it would be he should have used him because using him working with him would have made him a better pastor would have made him a better preacher hello amen would had made him better and that is the key really I want people under my ministry to be better and to become better than what I could ever be. Amen, whether I tell them the positives and maybe tell them some of the negatives, amen, of what not to do, I want them to be much better than even me. I want them to be much better preachers. I want them to have greater discernment. I want them to be used of God even in a greater way. Amen, but I appreciate James Paris because I don't remember but one maybe one time in a couple years that he ever preached, but he was my Sunday school teacher. And what I preach about, appreciate about him was that not only did he teach, amen, that, that, that lesson, but he lived that lesson. I mean, I saw a light while I was a sinner, a young man, 13 years of age, did not care about church, did not want to go to church. God, my mom had got saved and he, she was gonna make me go a few times at least, but there was a man that got my attention. There was a man, my Sunday school teacher, that became a mentor. Now, my pastor was a great man, but my teacher was a little bit closer to me. He, he, he was able to listen more to my problems when the pastor had all these other problems and had all this other underneath his belt and he listened to me, he worked with me, he gave me answers, he showed me the love of Christ, and after I got saved, thanks be, I asked him to baptize me in water. Now that was a blow to the pastor maybe, <laughs> amen. And, and my parents got baptized and someone else there in the church got baptized, but I loved him so much, I asked him to baptize me in water. Sister Paris was such a great person. Everybody was telling me when I first got in there and got saved, they said, you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Where you can be a great mentor is to express, amen, the goodness of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit can work in those who really don't understand it. To show unto others and be a mentor without you really knowing it, amen, to sell them on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. She did that every Sunday night for over a year. (laughs) Oh she was there on Sunday night. She was holding my hands. I was crying. I was bawling. I was ready to give up. Amen. But she held up those hands. She dedicated herself of showing me her hunger and her desire. Amen of of me being baptized in the Holy Spirit in, in that in that little small frame. It was a it, she was a mentor unto me. Amen. I will always be grateful. Amen to Oliver Gabe, my pastor I talked about. Even though he should have let the assistant, amen, preach a little bit more. He was a great man of God. He was very anointed of God. He had an understanding of the Bible. He was in his 70s, but you would not think it. He was a man that was full of God, full of the word, and it was on a Sunday night when he gave the altar call that I went to the altar. You know, sometimes it takes several mentors to get a person saved. It takes several mentors working together to get the job done. Amen. I didn't become something overnight. It was because of this person and that person and what they they Saw fit to spend their time, to spend their effort, amen, upon my life. But I appreciate him. In his 80s, he was pastoring a church, invited me to preach a revival. And man, he was still going. And you know what? He was still mentoring me. He was showing me, man, that's what I want to be when I'm 80. That's that's the type of anointing. I mean, he just doesn't have a giving up spirit. And I needed that spirit in my life. When I was down in my body, when I had all types of confusion that was trying to destroy me, those mentorships gave me strength, gave me meaning a lot of times, gave me hope. I appreciate him. I thank God, amen, and I'm grateful for Pastor W.R. Cullum. W.R. Cullum never made it past the third grade, but he was such a man of prayer. He could teach you about prayer by just how he prayed how he, amen, went into prayer in such a humble spirit. He was used in the gifts of the spirit and he made me hungry. He didn't know it, but he was mentoring me. He loved young people and loved to use young people in the church and he was mentoring me all along and he got me hungry. Can you get somebody else hungry for the Holy Ghost? Can you get somebody else hungry for the gifts of the Holy Spirit? It will grow your church. I said it will grow your church. The pastor can't do it alone. The staff can't do it alone. But if ever one of you will get on board and begin to mentor in these ways and and show people such hunger that they wanna hunger for it, great and mighty things will be done. He was a man that was using the gifts of the Spirit. When I was thrown out in the highway and my bones and stuff was busted all up and we laid there and 18 wheelers almost ran over us. It was four others, amen, they took me to a hospital. I was yelling, I was hurting, amen, and and the doctor didn't even think my arm would survive but there was a man of God that came on the scene and it don't have to be a preacher. It can be somebody like you, amen, because God has called everybody to prophesy. God's called everybody to be used in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but he came by my bedside and he prophesied over me and he said, do not fear. The Lord is gonna make this arm greater than your other arm and and beyond, amen, what the doctor said, amen, his word came to pass because it came from God. I thank God for Pastor W.R. Cullum. They gave me such hunger. And I will always be grateful to another pastor, Jerry Truitt. Jerry Truett wasn't as used as much in the gifts of the spirit, but he was a great teacher. He was a person that looked at five of us young preachers in the church, and he said, hey, you need to come. We need to get together. And it was on Thursday nights that he would teach us the word of God. The the books that we need to become licensed, he took out time, his busy time, to tutor us, to mentor us. And my friend, if you have not been able to be taught, amen, by somebody in the church, amen, you are limiting yourself by which the Holy Spirit can use you. And what I thought was a loss, what I thought was a, amen, well, well that 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 it was just wasting my, time or, or maybe it was holding me back, amen, God was getting me ready to do greater things amen, if I just waited and listened and learned in patience, amen, I appreciate Brother Truett, amen I'll always be grateful that I mentioned his name to Dr. Don Paul Gray, amen, you'll see him on Sunday nights sometimes preaching at a Family Worship Center in Baton Rouge amen, he was somebody that looked out and saw me coming A fresh, young, amen, green preacher from Tennessee. Amen. He said, There's just something, I just feel there's something, amen, in him. And he got to know me, and I got to know him. And he was, became one of my spiritual fathers. He began to tell me about the ministry, show me things about the ministry. And, and where others had said, Well, you know, do you go to Bible college? You're going to get dead. You're going to get this. And he showed me that with education, Christian education, you don't have to become dead. He said, Now, Jerry, some are dead. But he said, If you'll let the Spirit use that education instead of trying to get the education to use the Spirit, if you let let the priorities be right. You can become a great teacher and you can become a great preacher for God. Well, I don't know about where I have really been or what I have really done, but he influenced my life. Amen, at times when I didn't have cash to get somewhere, he offered me his credit card and I paid him when I got back. Amen, and since then I had him preach for me. Amen, I've called him. Amen, I've, I've been to where he's pastor before. Amen, I appreciate him as he started that Bible college and he has returned to that Bible college and he is still my mentor today. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for men and women that poured into my life. I will always be grateful for Pastor Don George. Amen, he pastored Calvary Temple in Irving. He is a great pastor. Amen, his slogan was the church that love is building. And and he would have speakers that would be used in the gifts of the spirit and all, but as you walked in his church, amen, you could cut love with a knife. It was so strong. They didn't have to tell you love. Amen. And that church, what they did, they learned something very special. Amen. And as people came in, they were mentored, amen, by the sensation and mentored by the love of God. Without anybody even shaking their hand or inviting them in, they could sense that. And you can become those mentors, amen, to set Amen, the service for Sunday morning as somebody comes in. Before the worship team comes up, you can mentor by praying before the service and praying during the service that every sinner, every sick person, everybody will be ready to receive. You can be mentors. Amen, I will always be grateful for Evangelist Dan Parker. Amen, we started out preaching together. I would preach to him on Friday nights, he would preach to me. There was nobody else. Pastor wouldn't have us preach at that time. I don't really blame him. (laughs) But we would preach. Amen, we started preaching revivals together. We went to Bible college together. Amen, and through the years. Amen, there are certain areas. Amen, that he experienced. Amen, where he helped me through them. Amen, there are certain areas that I experienced that I helped him. It is us working together. Amen, forget about who gets the glory in the church. It ought to be God first to get the glory anyhow. I said it ought to be God. Okay, I got to wind down. Got to wind down. So what is a mentee? Amen, a mentee is somebody that's going to listen. Somebody that is going to listen. Amen, we need to be listeners today. Amen, Elisha, amen, didn't just become that great prophet overnight. And I don't think he just came up with the idea, well, I want double of what you got. It wasn't because his mentor Elijah didn't have it, amen, or, but it was something in Elijah's life that said, go for more." Amen, go for more. And when we get to the place where we're not worried about who gets the glory, hello, when we quit being worried about, well, you know, are they going to see me? Are they going to recognize me? Amen, when you get to the place, oh, God, amen, is God going to get the glory out of this? Amen, he saw something in Elijah. Elijah, amen, he could have went to the school of the prophets where they were being taught to be a prophet, but he went and got a hold of a plow boy. And my friend, he wasn't poor. He had 12 yoke of oxen. They had a big business. He had a whole lot to leave, but he killed the two yoke that he used all the time and burned them, amen, with his equipment, and he burned his bridges, and he got caught, he caught up, amen, to his mentor. And there are times the prophet Elijah said, I got to go here, I got to go there, you ought to just stay here. There was something he saw in his mentor that said, there's no way. As the Lord God liveth, I'm going with you. Amen. Do you have that type of spirit about you, that mentor spirit? God's wanting you to have it. You can change people's lives. You can change your family. You can change people down the block that may not come in this church. Don't wait for, to, for God to point you out somebody. Just wherever it is, be a mentor. When you're in a line at Walmart and everybody is griping and complaining, why the line's not, be a mentor. Amen. When everything is going around, going around, uh, going wrong all around you, be a mentor. Amen. Why Elijah was able. Amen. Why Elisha was able to have a long-lasting anointed ministry, it was because he had a good mentor. Short-lived ministries and even common Christians come short and find themselves somewhat empty because they never dedicated themselves to be that servant. The type of spirit that could be mentored by someone regardless of age, sex, And those recognized or not recognized for their effort and for the kingdom. Are you listening to me tonight? I feel this in my spirit. Amen. God is saying I want to use this to help grow the church. There are many ways, there are many ministries in which is used of God to grow his church. But this is one of them that can truly help you. And the Bible says in 2 Kings 13 and 20 in closing, then Elisha died. And they buried him. Now he's, amen, got the mantle. He's done, amen, a whole bunch of the miracles, at least almost double. Amen, almost double. He died. They buried him. And when there were raiding bands of the, from the Moabs, how they invaded the land. In the spring of the year, it was that as they were burying a man, that suddenly they spied a band of raiders and they put the man in the tomb of Elisha. And when the man was let down and touched the bones of Elisha, he revived and stood on his feet. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what a way to go. If you're, if you're kind of looking at, well, what have I done so far? What are the effects so far? Lord, if I just see a, a, a little bit more, if, if that scripture, if that prophecy is just fulfilled in me, I'll, I'll, I'll launch out and do more. I wonder how, Elisha felt when he was about to die And he hadn't doubled the miracles yet I'm going to tell you I believe he could be a sore loser to a degree No, not in a bad way But God, I wish I could have done more I wish that I would have left uh, I mean, I wish I would have left something I've left a name And there's a lot of miracles But I wish I could have left more He did Think about the anointing that was so strong in his dead bones. What are you going to leave? Amen. You might leave some money, but I'm going to tell you, boy, they're going to spin it up fast. And they might have a fight over it. I've had to pull them apart at the funeral home. Amen. From fighting over just a measly few dollars. But my friend, what can they say about you? Oh, would you put some music on my brother? Amen.